We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk podcast America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. this headline last week when we were doing the show, but food shortages. We were talking about that topic just with the cast here. We were talking about how Biden had said, well, there are food shortages coming, and it was in relation to Russia and how much wheat they produce, which I was surprised to hear, and and analysts have said the same thing about Russia being a major contributor of wheat to the world, but man, so is the United States. Am I right? I mean, we produce a ton of wheat. The, The heartland is... Uh, the breadbasket of the United States, I mean, we, we've got tons. They, they don't call it the breadbasket for no reason. It's because of wheat. And so, anyway, we discussed whether, A, we thought that was real, B, why, why a president would say that. I mean, unless you were literally dealing with food shortages right now, why would you come out and go, well, everybody get ready for food shortages, which is what Biden did. And there's been other people kind of whispering about that. Well, then I see this headline, it's actually an aggregate of headlines this week, talking about all the different food processing plants that have had terrible tragedies happening to them. And we're talking big stuff from fires, which seems like, well, that happens at processing plants. It's got to happen. But we're talking about fire after fire after fire, and in different parts of the United States, different food processing plants, meat, potato chips, other potato products, and probably wheat too. And then you see one that was caused by an internal combustion, one that was caused by a plane hitting the the building. I mean, it's weird stuff. And I, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? There's something here, and it 
it honestly could be a coincidence. I've heard many people say a lot of things, whether asking questions about, is it internal? Is there somebody going around doing domestic terrorism trying to destroy our food supply? Is it, uh, is it deliberate from the powers that be, you know, with an airplane or something? Or is it just that supply lines are stretched, worker shortages have stretched people so much that they're not doing the same safety protocols? I actually think that sounds rather reasonable, but it's very, very odd and coincidental that you have the President of the United States talking about food shortages, and then you have dozens of food processing plants throughout the United States getting hit by calamities and shutting down at least temporarily, probably long temporarily. It's weird. Then Tucker goes on this week and says this. What's going on here? Well, the story gets weirder. Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A couple of days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country. At the end of last month, a fire severely damaged a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas. In Oregon, a potato chip processing plant to support a boiler explosion that sent workers to the hospital. So industrial accidents happen, of course, but this is a lot of industrial accidents at food processing facilities at the same time the president's warning us about food shortages. They're getting hit by planes and catching fire. What is going on here exactly? I don't know what it is, but it is worthy of coverage. Glad to be covering it. Glad that Tucker is covering it for sure because that is how you bring these things into the light. And if there is something weird going on, then it gets attention and hopefully it stops. Speaking of which, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's not been talked about as much this week because there's not as much news but we're going to keep covering that because there is a little bit. I told you I'd follow Jack Maxey. We'll have a little bit of an update coming up next in a very full show here on Wiggins America. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we do have a very full show here on Wiggins America this morning. I wanted to open with that stuff about the food shortages and the processing plants because I think it's worthy of... A couple of raised eyebrows. If you got two, I'd raise both of them. If you got three, I'd see a doctor. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about this morning, though, also before we get to the full cast, we actually have a lot, lot, lot today. So I'm going to tease this probably about 15 times the show because I'm, I'm kind of excited about it and also maybe a little bit nervous about it. Um, Don McLean, the writer of American Pie, is going to be on the show this morning. 
in roughly an hour. So next hour, middle of next hour. I am uh, woefully unprepared for that interview, and I'm doing that a little bit deliberately because I want to go in completely cold because I figure most people don't know much about Don McLean other than he wrote American Pie. I don't want to go deeper than that. I want to stay right there. That's what we're going to do. That's next hour. But I mentioned Jack Maxey because he is the guy who is a journalist. He was one of the original guys that got a copy of Hunter's laptop from the Delaware laptop repair factory or whatever that is, that repair shop. Uh, he, that guy tried to give it to the FBI. The FBI kind of laughed at him, and then he thought maybe they'd be in his corner and they weren't, and so he got a little afraid, made some copies of the laptop, gave them to several people. One of those people was Rudy Giuliani, and this guy, Jack Maxey, either from Giuliani or from the original. Either way, he's got a copy of the the laptop, and he has fled to Switzerland. This is all stuff that if you've been listening to the show, we've talked about a little bit, but we're following. He fled to Switzerland because he's worried about his own safety, uh, and he's worried that he can't get people in the United States to do the investigate the forensics on the laptop that he needs because they would be afraid of what would happen to them. So he went. He's working with Kim.com. You recognize that that name? Some of his associates. I think they're also linked to WikiLeaks. This is this is big time stuff. So he went there for sort of asylum. There isn't a ton of news this week about this, but there is a little bit. So I said, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to share it every week. Here it is. It says that Hunter Biden granted access. <laughs> okay, let me let me slow down because if I just read it, you're going to be like, what the heck did you just say? Here we go again. Hunter Biden, according to the, that laptop, had been granted access to DOD computer systems. Now, I'm just reporting on what's being reported. I don't know any more than that. And I can't verify that. But that's the the headline that's come out of this thing this week. This is going to be ongoing, which is why I said I'm going to follow this thing because there's going to be trickle, 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 and maybe some booms along the way. This one looks like a both. It's one little drop, but it seems like it could be a big drop. That if it's true that Hunter Biden had access to the Department of Defense computer systems, according to this laptop... That's crazy. And then we're getting into real deep state conspiracy stuff. And it's getting thick, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I can't verify that. That's coming from Jack Maxey, and I am simply reporting on it, which I will be faithfully doing as we go. Again, very full show, full cast, and more coming in for most of the rest of the show on Wiggins America. Thanks for being here. August St. James. August St. James. August St. James. August St. James. August St. James is a man and he's got a gun. What do you think about this? Pretty good, right? Yeah, it's great. Do you know who that is? I don't. That's me. Do you really not know? I didn't know that was you. That's me. That's me singing all of those parts. I regret being. Uh, I I regret not being truthful and saying that it was great. <laughs> you know why I played that? I didn't want to hurt anybody else's feelings, but <laughs> what is happening? So uh, I used to be in a band called uh-huh. Owen and Stink Faster. Mm-hmm. That I guess if you're listening, you can look up Owen and Stink Faster and still find stuff out there. It's all 15 to 20 years old now. Is that where the music videos came from? That's all the music videos. Your imaginary girlfriend. You can see what I look like 20 years ago, all that stuff. Yep. 
That was the song, right? Your imaginary, imaginary girlfriend. Girl, imaginary girlfriend. No, it's imaginary wife. It's imaginary it's wife. About a, it's Did about, that happen as you matured? Yeah, no. The song is about proposing to your imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> imaginary fiance. It's called imaginary wife, even though we're not married yet in the song. Hopefully um, one day. Yeah, I know. Still waiting. Uh, anyway, back the, to whatever that was. The reason that I brought that up and used that as bump music is because yesterday I was telling you that I wrote an original song about masks, about the mask mandate being dropped. I'm going to play that song at the beginning of the next hour. I Just, cannot wait. I'm going to bare my soul and play it. And you and I said, I'm an okay singer, not a great singer. And I can kind of lean into, I can do I can, I can do just good enough where it sounds like a real thing like that. But it's a joke. Or I can lean into the bad side of it and really make it sound like I'm a terrible singer. How I'm you right on the line. Play this mask thing. I'm gonna play it completely real. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing my heart out. It's a it's sort of a dirge. It's a it's a lament for the loss of masks. But it's also not. <clears throat> I shouldn't. <clears throat> excuse me. I shouldn't say that it's a. It's a loss. It's more of like we never loved you to begin with. That's the the theme of the song. You're you're gone now. Sorry you were never loved. But it, it is from the heart and I'm going to play it straight. And you thought I could, you said well, you there's no way you're a good singer. You said that. Yeah. You did. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to play that just to prove you wrong. That I'm a terrific singer really. I okay. All of that music <laughs> There isn't a single person I mean, other than me Go back and that. check the tape. I just didn't want to hurt whoever that was as feelings. No, not just this. now. Yesterday, you were fine with hurting my feelings. Yeah, I still am. But but <laughs> the, on this one, you thought unobjectively, it's, it's okay. And I so I proved you wrong. I thought if somebody else in this office had written and performed <laughs> that song, that it would be okay. See. That was your objective opinion. Uh-huh. I said unobjective a minute ago. I'm uh-huh. objective. It was my diplomatic answer. That's and fine. My, my attempted sparing feelings. I'll, I'll take that. Uh-huh. But the point is that you didn't open with, oh my gosh, that's really bad. And that is what we're going to hear. That is a three minute long tease for this song that I'm going to present to all of the world at the beginning of the next hour about the mask mandates. Mm. Let's talk about China. Can you give us the bullet points on what you just pulled up about Shanghai and some of that stuff? Sure. Uh, China lifts lockdowns for more than 12 million people. So China's been uh, extra lockdown lately. Uh, Chinese officials have lifted weeks-long lockdown, affecting more than 4 million homes in the city of Shanghai. That means that 12 million people, nearly half the city's population, are allowed to go outdoors for the first time since last month. Oh, my gosh. I know. Does it say anything about the rest of China or just Shanghai? This is specifically, this is an NBC report I'm reading from, and this is uh, referencing specifically Shanghai. About 95% of those infections were reported in Shanghai, uh, but authorities now say the virus is under effective control in much of the city. That's pretty much it. I just, they locked those people down. You shared this video, that video, what, a few weeks ago? I shared a few, but that one that I think you're talking about is... They're, I mean, they're all sad. Can you describe that video a little bit? It's Well, I, I can't speak Mandarin, so I don't know what they're saying, but it's a bunch of people that look like they're either trying to get somewhere and can't because of all these people in the hazmat, white hazmat suits, look like stormtroopers, or they're protesting. I don't, I wouldn't guess that they're protesting, 
Because in China, if you protest, you just get disappeared. You get taken away and you're gone. Um, but that's how desperate people have been in China that I don't know if maybe they were protesting because they're starving to death. They have, they're like, we have nothing to lose at this point. There's videos I've also posted of people in the streets just and there's nobody on the whole street. They're just screaming. I don't know what they're screaming, but there's people that are not in hazmat suits coming out trying to get them to come back in because they're like, look, you're going to get killed if you just keep doing this. And they don't care anymore because they're losing their minds. They're inside. Lots of reports about if they take you away and put you in one of the COVID camps, they just kill your pets. You seen yeah. those videos? I, yeah, I read a horrible report and I tried to block it out. But yeah, the if you test positive, that they yeah. were just on the spot killing animals. Uh, the video uh, that you shared initially that really caught my attention was when all of the people in the skyscrapers, because it's a big city. Huge and city. And you've got, you know. 25 million people. 25 million people that basically live in high rises. And they were all standing in their apartments just screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. The city was completely empty, but they were in their apartments yeah. stuck, starving. And it There's, was. Yeah. And they're willing to do that because you can't I, you can't figure out who was screaming. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get killed for screaming out your apartment window. Right. But people all over the city were just doing it because they're, they're just fe- And they weren't saying anything. They're just screaming. And I don't know if they were hungry or if they were just going crazy or what. But I think, it, was it you and me that talked last week about Shanghai in general, what it is? Because Shanghai is a very, very high-tech city. And I only know this because I have friends who did international business. If you did business in China or do business in China after COVID, I think everything's changed. But if you did business in China, you were only really allowed to go into Shanghai. So if you'd say, I'm going to China, you were going to Shanghai. You weren't going to Beijing most of the time. You weren't going anywhere else in China. What was the reason for that? Uh, They could isolate that city. So Shanghai not only is very high tech. during the pandemic you're talking about? No, no, this is before. This is for the last 20 plus years. If you went to China, for the most part, you were doing business just in Shanghai. Because they could control the messaging, what you... Well, they could control what you saw, which yeah. is that, wow, China's really impressive. Shanghai's very high tech. It's very, you know, popular, populous. Um, it's big. There's lots going on there. It's kind of a cool city. A lot of money there. And a lot of money there because it's an international hub. Well, then they could also isolate you to Shanghai. So you, if you tried to leave the city, they would say, no, you can't hmm. because they, we don't want you seeing anything else. It's very North Korea-esque. It's very, very yeah, it, it really is. It's just there's so much more money there. Could, um, you, uh, could you imagine going back to the beginning of the pandemic when we looked at China and thought, oh, this is what they're doing. This is what we're going to do as a world. Could you imagine the United States trying to implement any kind of lockdowns again? Do you think that's why we did them in the first place? That that's why we locked down because we saw what China was doing? I, I do believe to some extent, yes. We saw this virus coming out of China. We saw what they were doing. We didn't know how to react. So we thought, oh, that's how you handle this. I think in addition, we saw their falsified numbers. Correct. And we thought, oh, that's how they that's handled working. it. And it was not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, not that, that that was stupid leadership. Sure. And Trump actually was not on board with that. So I'll give him credit. He, I mean, of all the things he said at the beginning of the pandemic, he never, ever said, let's lock down ever. In fact, he fought it from the get go. Um, And I, I don't know that he fought it because he was so smart and he knew it wouldn't work. I think he fought it because he knew this is going to kill the economy, which is going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was self-serving, but it was also true. So I don't care what your motive was, but 
it was right. Well, and we all got on board for the two weeks or ten days well, to because even slow if the spread right and... now, if if it was, hey, you know what, we're concerned about you for the next couple of weeks. Let's do this. To answer your bigger question, no, I don't think we'd ever see that again. I really don't think that we, in our lifetime, the youngest among us, let's say people who are teenagers right now, will remember this for the rest of their life. They'll remember the disruption. If you're going into the job market, you'll remember that for the rest of your life because it's just been atrocious. (laughs) Oddly, there are so many available jobs right now, but they're not highly desirable jobs. So the economy is very, very strange, and everybody's predicting a recession. But anyway, bigger picture, if you're alive at this point and you're old enough to remember what this was really like, I don't think for the lifetime of those kids that you'll ever see this happen again like it was. You may see Philadelphia put in a mask mandate again. You may see deep blue areas try to implement some sort of controls just because they're trying to act like they're doing something. But I just think there's so much pushback, even with this mask mandate with the airlines. The Biden administration is so stupid for pushing back on that because it's unpopular. There is Nikki Freed. Is that Freed or Fried? Who's running against uh, DeSantis Mm -hmm. in Florida? I can't remember how to pronounce her name. She's going to lose. I don't like put a lot of stake in or into what she's wanting to do. But even she has said, oh, good. The mask mandate's gone for planes. Like these are Democrats. They know it's unpopular. Nobody really wants to do it. And you can still wear a mask on the plane. So it's such an unpopular position to take up the mask mandate position. I don't know why you would do it, but Biden's still doing it. But that's indicative of so many things across this administration. Everybody knows that the the southern border stuff, the way they're handling it, completely indefensible. There is no rationale for it. Other than maybe long term, they're trying to import Democrat votes. That's the only thing I've ever heard anybody say that adds any sense to this. But just to bring it full circle, because we got to bring in Rob Kramer here in a minute, we're we're going to do a, a, a scripted bit that he actually gave the idea for. So that's why he, we're bringing him in, and Trisha will be here, and then Roy has one little bitty part, and then we'll have Roy in in the next segment. But. Um, But the China thing, I don't get why they're doing it. Why shut down your entire economy? If it's to punish the whole world economy, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. But in the process, you are are basically like putting the bullet in the chamber for your own economy too. So it's one of those that I don't get the... It is perplexing. It really Mm -hmm. is. Because they, they know that their only power, China's, is economic. That's how they're able to control the NBA and all these industries. And historically, they haven't been much for human rights. So for them to come out and say, we're locking down for the sake of saving the people yeah, at is, the cost of our economy yeah. is doesn't make sense either. Something's not adding up there. Yeah. And the only thing I can come up with, just like the, the southern border thing, is like, well, this big picture thing. But I'm like, I don't even know if that's true, is that they're doing it to kamikaze the world economy so that they can come out on top. I don't, I, but I don't, again, I just don't get it. Like m- normally you see the motivations behind these things. And that's one that's been very, very confusing for me. Uh, okay. Let's take a short break. We'll, we'll take 30 seconds here. Rob Craver is going to come in. He halfway wrote this thing. We'll set that up. He's not the only one. 
St. James. St. James, he's not your friend, he didn't go to high school. <clears throat> so let me, let me drive through real quick. I love you. Okay. All right. So I want to, I so what I'm gathering is my first line there. Oh, yeah. I say it that way all the time, too. I'm kind of being funny, right? Like, that's not the way that you say it. Well, either it doesn't matter. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I mess up the pronunciation all the time, or Rob's, you're making fun of either way. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Same page. Okay. Um, so Rob is in the room. Uh, Rob, we've been trying to get Rob to come in and do something with us for a long time, and then Rob, he's so busy, but he walks up to me last week and was like, "Okay, <clears throat> I got an idea for a sketch," and he pitches me basically, "What about something with a bunch of mispronounced words?" Right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And you said. What were the first ones that came to mind? Well, irregardless versus regardless yep. is one, which is unfortunate because now irregardless is actually a word in the dictionary. That's true. Um, unfortunately. Because of misuse. Um, I had an employee that used to type uh, apologizes when he meant to say or write apologies, my apologies. It uh-huh. came off as my apologizes instead. Okay. Um, so those kinds of things. Right, right. And I don't know that all of them made it into the sketch, but <laughs> I took them and like, okay, I'm going to make a script out of it then. Yep. So I said, but I'll only do it if you come in because I've been wanting to get you in to do this for a long time because yeah. you're, you're good at voices and stuff. Okay. So here we go. Let's get scripted live. Welcome to Chipotle. What can I get for you? Oh, yeah. I say it that way all the time, too. What? Chipotle instead of Chipotle. Uh, Irregardless, what can I get for you? Uh, No, you see, it's actually regardless. I could care less. I don't want to belabor this, but... Hey, can I borrow a Kleenex? Sure. You don't technically borrow a Kleenex. I mean, you're not going to give it back. Dang, scene. What's up with this guy? He's making everything I say climatic. Climactic. How do you spell your name? S-E-A-N. That's pronounced Sean. You're telling him how to pronounce his own name? Dude's going nuclear. It's nuclear. That guy just exploded. There's pieces of him in the queso. I wonder if he meant to go to Chipotle. We probably should change our name. Being named Chipotle and being right next door to Chipotle is confusing. We are in agreeance. Hey, who? look who just walked in. It's Melissa Milano. Hi. <laughs> wow, the weekend's America. <laughs> Hi. That's perfect. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. You had one line. <laughs> blew it. Thanks for your contribution. Uh, <laughs> Old Roy is here. Roy, did you know that I'm going to interview Don McLean next hour? I did not know that. Do you like Don McLean? I do. As a fan of music in general, especially of 70s and 80s music mm-hmm. mostly, he's, he's actually outside of that. But does he have songs other than American Pie? Not that I know. Well, yeah, there was one other like really ballady song. What was the name of that? I honestly don't know. I've done you'd no research if, going into this interview. You'd know if you heard it. You'd okay, know good. It. Yeah. Okay, good because I'm I'm a little concerned. I, I have this is 
very possibly going to be a complete train wreck mm-hmm. because I know one thing about Don McLean, and that is that he wrote American Pie, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. And he's coming to – he's not even – the concert's not even around here. It's in Springfield. And I'm like, I don't know why you chose to do media here, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah, why not? I, yeah. He's one of those guys that you're like, wow, Don McLean. He wrote American Pie. Sure, I'll do an interview. Wait a minute. I have nothing to ask you other than how about that, that song? He, he, wrote, well, he was he was on Tucker once, I remember, a while back. Oh, was he? Yeah. So I don't know why. I, I wonder but... if I can talk politics with him. I guess we'll see. Um, I I know you fancy yourself as an advice columnist. Yes, that's, that's kind of true. <laughs> like every time I talk to you, you're like, man, I wish there was a, a Dear Abby for old rural men. Yeah, I talk about that a you, lot. You, it's like you. your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dear Abby for old rural men. It's a long middle name, but it is a middle name. Yeah. It's all one word. Um, so I thought I'd bring this to you. This is something that was posted on the internet. And it's a, a girl, though, so it's not right within your wheelhouse. It's a younger girl asking a question about men and about her boyfriend. So I'm going to read this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just want I just want you to respond to her. Okay. Okay. She says, "What is what on earth is going on with men, mm. first of all? So I know this is a weird question, but my boyfriend likes to spend a lot of his free time digging a tunnel on some property that he inherited. I haven't seen the full extent of it, but last time it was remarkably deep under the surface. He's spent roughly a year on it, and it's evident. The front of the thing is deep, wide, well put together. At the front, which is the only part that I've seen, he's got cement beams, electric lights, even chairs and a small table. I haven't gone into it, but it looked like the quality severely dropped as the tunnel went further, Mm -hmm. mostly becoming open dirt with some wood beams holding it up. I'm really worried that he's going to dig too deep and it'll collapse on him or something. I've tried voicing this concern to him, but he just laughs it off and assures me that he'll be fine. He still comes home, but he barely spends any time with me, and I know that he isn't doing anything but digging that damn hole in the ground. (laughs) This can't be good for his mental health, but I don't know how to convince him to stop. He's always really happy when he comes back from digging his hole, which is why I haven't seriously tried to stop him before. But I was talking to a friend about him, and she told me he might be going crazy. What should I do? Wow. Lots to unpack, I understand. Yeah. I understand, but this is why you're the professional. Well, first of all, speaking as a guy... I don't see the problem. I start stuff all the time that I don't finish. Well, he's he's not done, Roy. He's still working on it. Well, Sounds yeah, like he's doing you, a great job. You go into it with all kinds of high ideas. And, yeah. And then you, you get into it, you get a little bored with it. Yeah. Um, but you're too far along to quit. So... I think it's I think it's perfectly normal. I think I would ask her a couple couple just basic questions okay. and maybe him and I'd sit him down in a room. At first I'd ask him, what's, what's the end goal here? You know, you, you're going to tunnel forever. Where, where does the tunnel stop? I'm surprised she doesn't know the answer to that question. And also why, why are you digging a tunnel? Why are you spending 
all of your time digging a tunnel. It seems as if if you're in a relationship, these would be basic questions that you would know about your significant other. Don't you agree? Sure. Sure. I agree with that uh, to a certain extent. Uh, sometimes it's better just to let the guy go dig. Ooh. I think that is, should put that on a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, definitely embroider that somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to just let the guy go dig. Yeah. I can't really argue with that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll let that be. Hopefully she's listening. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's transition real quick to something that's much less real than that because that that doesn't get much more real than that yeah Uh, let's talk about ron desantis let's talk about disney you saw what he did this week well not just him but the florida legislature is moving toward taking away the tax status and the special status that disney owns right right okay first of all thoughts on that i it's long overdue okay it was a sweetheart deal that he got Walt did. Walt got way back when because he was, I mean, at the time, I guess, he was bringing in a tremendous amount of revenue and jobs and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it at the time. The fact that it's lasted this long seems somebody's getting kickbacks. You think? I think so. And it ain't Ron DeSantis, and it's not the Florida legislature, so they're like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And I, I agree. I think this, they're sort of, is it is it Bob Pay, Bob Chapek is the new head of Disney? Mm-hmm. It's not Bob Iger. I think it's no, Bob Chapek. Iger left. Um, I think that when he riled up DeSantis by calling him and telling him, hey, this groomer bill that you just passed for K through third graders, <coughs> or anti-groomer bill, we don't really like that. I think you don't do that to, I I mean, A, what the heck are you doing? Like, why would you oppose that bill? Anybody in the, I don't care if you're Disney or if you're Joe Blow from Massachusetts. If you oppose a bill that's that's sexualizing children, you're crazy. You're just wrong. But once you do that to DeSantis, you know that guy's got nuts of steel. Yeah. And he is... I think it alerted him to the fact that, oh, you know what? I think I wasn't even on my radar that they had. He maybe knew, but he wasn't thinking about it. Oh, now all of a sudden I'm thinking about this again. So I don't know that this was some sort of vengeful act after that. I think it just it alerted him again to, you know what? They have a really, really good deal for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And I, But I bring it up because I've seen some criticisms from people that I, I respect their opinion on. Jenna Ellis was a, a lawyer for Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she will defend Trump like to the hilt. She loves DeSantis. So she's not a critic of these guys. I mean, she is in their corner. But she's been critical of this. And I thought it was worth discussion because what she said was, put the shoe on the other foot. Say this was Newsom and it's Chick-fil-A in California. And all of a sudden, Chick-fil-A does something that Newsom doesn't like, which I'm sure they've already done, or, or some church does it or something, which she's coming from the background of being a lawyer who defends churches and people in those situations. So I get where she's coming from. Yeah. She's saying that you can't use your political power to target people because you don't like them. Do you think there's any merit to that counterpoint to this? I don't. Um, because it's not a... 
the situation the the setup that Disney has isn't like anybody else has that. It's yeah. not like this is something that everybody gets, and I don't like you, so I'm going to take it away from you. Mm-hmm. This is a sweetheart deal that they got that nobody else has. Um, so I it, it's it's not the same thing. It's not, and I don't I don't get the sense that DeSantos is is <clears throat> you know attacking them. It's just. It's like you said, it's just brought attention to it. And it's like, wait a minute, this is kind of a a lame thing, especially if you're going to go, you know, come all, you know, all in for the. Yeah. So, I mean, and the sad thing is Disney tried to resist at the beginning. Tried to resist what? Getting involved and saying anything one way or the other. Yeah, but then did you see the leaked meetings that they had? Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. And they, they were not sure. I, and it wasn't necessarily, well, actually, I think some of it was Bob Chapek was saying some of this stuff, but a lot of it was just the employees. And I mean, well, higher level people, but they are who higher level yeah. influence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, plus their, their employees made such a big uh, yeah. ordeal over it. About about getting it into their movies and the parks and yeah. stuff. It wasn't just like, well, this is what we believe. And we want to have an inclusive environment or whatever in our company. It was, no, we want to push this into all of our products. Yeah. That's where people were like, no, you, this, I've been, we've been right on the line with this thing for a long time and you just for sure crossed it. And now that's why I think you've seen all the protests for Disney. Well, and it's good. What's going to hurt them more is that their stock is dropping. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that, want to or have or want to continue taking their kids to Disney World and that's just going to stop. We're I mean we're in that camp. We've got the kids that are that age. I I enjoyed Disney to an extent. I hated the crowd. I hate crowds. Mm-hmm. And the more <laughs> I loved the pandemic because you could go and not have so much there's people everywhere. And so we went back after the pandemic was kind of over at the last year or in the last year and it was it was awful. I don't know if I go back, but I get why people like it, though. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the, the one thing I will say, I don't know that, like Jen Ellis, I have a, a constitutional issue with it, <clears throat> but Disney has been brilliant at at uh, logistics and about, and, and just the way they run things because they've had that autonomy. Mm-hmm. If you take that away... Then now all of a sudden you got to get city inspectors and county inspectors and state inspectors, everybody involved in every little, they they just screw everything up mm-hmm. that they get involved in. It's going to hurt the experience at Disney, um, but I'm kind of, you know, they kind of deserve it in my mind. I So, okay, to close this thing out, I, I agree with you. Um, I didn't know where you'd stand on that issue because you're a law guy, but mm. um, I, I completely 100% agree. I would go even further and say that it's a little bit like TIF deals are, or mm. a little bit like we had been treating China even, two very different things. But we had been treating China like they needed economic support coming out of World War II or something mm-hmm. for a long, long time until Trump goes, uh, hey, our policy to this country, they're the second largest economy in the world and they're horrible Let's change that. Mm-hmm. that. There's a little bit of that going on. And with the TIF thing, I think it's a little bit like 
people go, well, we need to attract the business somehow. Well, how about instead of attracting the business by giving that business special privileges basically because they're big, how about you just level the playing field for everybody? And that's, I think, kind of what the argument here is that DeSantis is doing. I would say, though, where I would take it further is to say, let's not just open Disney up to all the same regulations as all other businesses. How about you take all other businesses back down to what Disney's currently at? Right. That's my argument is instead of adding more regulations to Disney, just take away all of the regulations for all the other ones that you can and just make it all level. That's a really good point. I'm with, I'm with you on that. And to add to that castles in the air, was the ballad Don McLean song? Oh, you looked it up. And Vincent was the other was the other one he was known for. I may have to write this down because I don't. As you're saying them, I don't recognize the songs. I think you'd know them if you heard them. Okay, all right. Well, that's coming up next hour. Stick around. We're going to interview Don McLean. We got a whole bunch more. I got a song coming up. Shared this a little bit before that I have something that's deep in my soul that I need to share about the end of mask mandates, and I'm going to do that through song. At the beginning of next hour. That's like right around the corner, so stick around for that. Get more at 971talk.com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.